Psalms 123, verses 1 through 4. To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hands of their master, and as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our souls had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. May God bless the reading of his word. Good morning and welcome to First Baptist Church of Salt Lake City. I pray that this week has brought with it some blessings. I know that we're in the middle of this pandemic and so the week is filled with challenges. But in the midst of those challenges, God is still at work. God is still blessing us. God is still here. And so I pray that you uh, find yourself aware of those blessings throughout the week. Uh, this morning, we are gathered in this virtual way, and uh, we are going to spend an, a little bit of time in worship. Uh, with that in our hearts, why don't we pray this morning? Our loving and gracious God, we joyfully come to you, uh, even just for these few moments, uh, to, to be in your presence, to invite your Holy Spirit into our hearts, and to be inspired by Jesus's words and uh, all that you have brought to us. Uh, be with us and equip us for the week ahead. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Matthew 14 through 30. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. 
Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with the five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So to take so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance for whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In studying for this sermon this week, one commentary I read talked about this parable in terms of high finance. When it comes to venture capital, in general, the higher the risk, the higher the yield. A very good investment might grow 2 to 5% each year. And then there is uh, something called the rule of 72. If you're looking at an investment, you divide 72 by the interest rate you expect to make off of an investment. And that's how long it would take you to double your money. For example, if at 5%, it would take you almost 15 years for your money to double. Venture capital, which offers the highest yield but also poses the highest risk, only finds success about one in every 10. The other nine lose everything. But of course, when it pays off, it pays off big. Take, take Amazon, for example. If I had invested $10,000 at the initial offering in 1997, it would be worth $12 million today. In our story today, we have a wealthy man entrusting all of his wealth to three of his most trusted servants. The first two, we are told, doubled the master's money. And as I just pointed out, that is an incredible and rare occurrence, and one that only happens when great risk is taken. They could have lost everything. The third, not wishing to take that chance, buried the money until the master's return. And then he gave it all back to him. Here's your money. This one talent guy gets chastised for his actions, but I kind of feel for the guy. This action doesn't strike me as malicious or intentionally lazy, but prudent and cautious. We are told that he did it out of fear. 
The message I believe we are being sent in this parable is that there is no place for caution or prudence in the kingdom of God. Martin Luther said, sin boldly. And what he meant by this was to not be so afraid of doing something wrong, that you do not act upon your faith, but that you live out your faith with boldness, even at the risk of screwing up. I really think that this is the message here for us today. We are each called to live out the gospel in such a way that it yields a ridiculous return in our, on our investment. We are to love beyond what is normal love. We are to forgive beyond what is reasonable. We are to show compassion without restraint. We are to give sacrificially. We are to hope against all hope. We are to seek justice aggressively. And we are to sow seeds of peace with reckless abandon. The one talent guy was too afraid of the master and what the master might do if he lost all of the money. And I can understand being afraid of taking a risk. If we love, we might not get loved back. When we forgive, we might get hurt again. When we are generous, we might get taken advantage of. And when we take a stand, we might lose friends or family. And when we seek peace, we might be rolled over. There's a lot of risk. But the payoff is too great to not give it all that we can. And this is what I mean when I say that we are called to live out the kingdom of God in our everyday lives. As we live into the vision for the world that Jesus gave us, we are investing in the gospel and in the hope of a return. By return, I don't mean going to heaven or anything like that. The return is the hope for the kingdom becoming reality. The world being more like the world God wants for us and all of humanity. A world where the actions we described above are less radical and more the norm. A more compassionate, more just, more loving world. And all of this comes with a promise. I know in Matthew it feels like it comes with a threat. Matthew loves to talk about outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. But I think this is more about the state of Matthew's community and the persecution they were feeling than it is about God wanting to punish. But we are also told that if we seek first the kingdom of God, all these things will be added unto us. What Jesus means is that God will equip us with everything that we need to accomplish what we are being asked to accomplish. The promise is, that God goes with us in this endeavor. The suggestion is in this parable that even if the ones with the good return had lost everything, the master would have commended them for the effort. I think that it is true for us as well. Even when our efforts to live into the gospel fall short or fail, God is pleased that we are being led by a bold and unrelenting faith in hope of the kingdom of God. We are call, called to boldly live out the gospel. May God bless our efforts as we do. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, we hear this call to live boldly into our faith and into the gospel in the hope that the kingdom of God would be spread from us out into the community and into the world. 
We pray for a bold faith that you would help us to know when to step up. Uh, give us hearts that long to, to love in radical ways, to have compassion that's beyond our ability, and to be the loving, forgiving, peace-filled community that you have called us to be. We thank you for this day of worship and all that it entails, and we ask you to go with us as we go into the coming week. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, and God bless.